Anne Marie Lewis, and you are listening to We Are Rivers, conversations about the rivers that connect us, brought to you by American Rivers. Whether you live in Colorado, have visited the Centennial State, or admired photos of our colorful mountains, crystal streams, and open plains, you can appreciate the beauty and majesty of this great state. In high school, I moved from upstate New York to Colorado, making my home in the Roaring Fork Valley. And as I grew and became more ingrained in the culture of the Roaring Fork, I came to understand that the rivers flowing through my backyard served a much larger purpose than just their beauty. In fact, here in Colorado, rivers are the backbone of our community and our economy, providing water for agriculture, fun outdoor activities, and of course, giving us the water we need to thrive. In 2016, Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper signed Colorado's first ever water plan. Join our producer, Faye Augustine, as she dives into a new series on the Colorado Water Plan. As a kid, my favorite week of the year started in a Chevy Blazer. Heading west from Chicago, across the plains and cornfields of Iowa and Nebraska, crossing the state line into colorful Colorado. Driving along I-80, the rolling hills began, and slowly the peaks of the front range would appear along the horizon. When we finally arrived in Denver, my grandparents would describe the adventures for the week ahead. Sometimes we continued west, over the Continental Divide. Other times, we drove north, towards Rocky Mountain National Park. There were times when we headed back east to the plains of Colorado to visit the old family farm just outside of Fort Morgan. And other times, we simply just stayed put in Denver regardless of our final destination. As we drove across mountains, through fields, or down city streets, rivers, and water crisscrossed Colorado's diverse landscape. Each summer adventure in Colorado took us to a new place. However, the one constant in every trip was the river or the stream that ran through town, supporting the livelihood of the local community. As time marched on, I began to comprehend just how connected the rivers that fueled my adventures as a child were to the overall economy. Colorado's history and its future are written in its landscape and include the rocky peaks, fields of food, rolling plains, and flowing rivers. These healthy rivers established Colorado's identity with a thriving agricultural economy and spurred commerce in the cities that grew to be the front range. More recently, recreation and tourism have added a new life to Colorado's bustling economy and have encouraged thousands of people, just like me, to move to Colorado, to enjoy the iconic landscape, and to be a part of the Colorado lifestyle and tradition. As I began to better understand the symbiotic relationship Coloradans have with water, I also began to comprehend the challenges that surround such a deep connection. The rivers of Colorado flow downstream every day. However, the amount of water moving through them is not guaranteed. Rivers are precious and the water within them is finite. Every new straw that is added takes either a little or a lot of this precious resource out of the river. While the growing population gives people like me a chance to call Colorado home, it comes with its own set of challenges. With a growing population comes new demands for development and requires more from our state's iconic landscape, particularly our rivers. Cities and towns are expanding and requiring more of our most precious resource. Every person across the state depends on and uses water every day, whether they recognize it or not. Colorado and many other Western states are growing and growing rapidly. We are talking 
state population growth, Colorado is consistently among the top 10 fastest growing states in the country. In fact, Colorado's population is expected to roughly double from today to nearly 10 million by 2050. And as Colorado grows, we're bumping into the real fact that we just don't have enough water to support all water needs, and we're overworking our rivers in the process. This is Abby Burke, the Western Rivers Program Lead for Audubon Rockies. Rivers are braided into her heart. Over the last couple of decades, she's kayaked rivers all over the country. And from the headwaters to valley bottoms, each river has its own story to tell and lessons to offer. Families in Colorado, we need clean, safe, reliable drinking water every single day. And um, our population is projected to double by 2050. And uh, we've come to recognize that our current usage and supply can't support a doubling of population. This is Drew Beckwith, Water Policy Manager with Western Resource Advocates, or WRA. Growing up in the Northwest, Rivers and water have always pulsed through his veins. In college, he spent his summers as a raft guide, and most recently, he's translated his passion for rivers and important places into action and advocacy. Colorado's population has ballooned from 1 million in 1930 to over 5 million people today and has the potential to nearly double by 2060. Our current pattern of water usage, coupled with a reduced supply, cannot support this growth. With this rapid growth and variable climate, the big questions are, how do we preserve what we love about our state? And how can we ensure a secure water future for Colorado's environment and people? And Colorado's water plant attempts to answer those really tough questions. A growing population is just one of the challenges associated with a finite water supply. Colorado, like so many other states in the Southwest, is feeling the impacts of a changing climate, including higher temperatures and faster melting rate for snow. When you combine the realities of a growing population with the impacts of climate change, Colorado has a serious problem looming in its future. Not enough water to protect Colorado's iconic landscape and thriving multifaceted economy. It's clear we need to do something. So there was this moment several years ago where we recognized as a state that this is a big issue that affects everyone. We've got to take some action. Uh, Fundamentally, Colorado, unlike other Western states, doesn't have a state water plan. There was no statewide policy for how we were going to manage our water. The challenge with that is uh, left up to, I think, everyone's individual fiefdom. They all make decisions that are good for themselves and maybe not with the best interests of the state as a whole in mind. And since water really does connect us all here in the state, there was a good compelling reason to make a water plan from the statewide perspective. Governor Hickenlooper recognized a a very slow but steadily advancing train of water scarcity heading for Colorado. So in 2013, the governor proclaimed an executive order that was directing the Colorado Water Conservation Board to create Colorado's first water plan. The water plan was built off of a a previous decade's worth of work uh, across the state by Colorado's nine local basin roundtables. And it also represented an unprecedented civic engagement with many public meetings within basins, between basins, and at the state level. Nearly 30,000 public comments were received during the water plan's development through two drafts. 
And these public comments created some real changes in the plan as it evolved. After a tremendous amount of work, the Colorado Water Plan was then delivered to Governor Hickenlooper in November of 2015. And the plan serves as a guidance document to inform a more secure water future for Colorado. My summary of it is that it's an ambitious outline uh, for the kinds of decisions we need to make about water in the state of Colorado going forward. As both Drew and Abby describe, Colorado is at a turning point for water. Governor John Hickenlooper recognized the need to take action now to preserve Colorado's rivers and ensure that we have enough water to support local communities and the wildlife that depend on them. With this sentiment, the Colorado Water Conservation Board was instructed to develop and implement Colorado's first water plan. When the water plan was first envisioned by the governor, he he gave an executive order to the Water Conservation Board that directed them to put water supply planning solutions that meet our future water needs on the same level of priority as supporting healthy watersheds and the environment, supporting robust recreation and tourism. Never before in our Colorado planning processes has the environment and recreation been placed on equal footing with the needs of cities and farmers. The Colorado Water Conservation Board, or the CWCB, were critical in the development of the water plan. So the Colorado Water Conservation Board is a governor-appointed board that manages water policy in the state of Colorado. However, managing resources across the state has been occurring for much longer than the planning process of the water plan. Over the last decade, each major river basin in the state have worked to better understand the water needs of their own watershed. The Basin Roundtables and the CWCB were critical in the development of the water plan. However, they could not have done their job without input from regular citizens like you. Over 30,000 public comments were submitted, with the majority of them stressing the importance of rivers to Colorado's heritage and why we must prioritize their protection and encourage smart water decisions for our great state. Water means so many different things to different people, to different entities, and truly we are more connected than separated. We need to have a a bit more of a flexible approach to our water management, to our water policy. It's been a bit inflexible, and we need the agility to be able to provide water in a way that meets the greatest needs while supporting our rivers. The water plan offers many bold plans for improving water security for the environment and people. But to me, the spotlight is on collaboration. The water plan has helped to open conversations between entrenched and sometimes opposing water users. Collaboration has and continues to be the key to success for Colorado's water plan. Water has always been a sensitive subject across the state, and working together is essential when considering the important conservation philosophies that are outlined in the plan. The plan sets forth measurable objectives, goals, and actions by which Colorado will address in its projected future water needs and measure its progress, all built on the shared values that were heard across the state. The plan needed to provide solidly for all of Colorado's water values, which were spelled out in the executive order. 
the plan delivered on this by including collaborative ways forward and timed measurable objectives for closing the water supply and demand gap for people, for increasing conservation, for improving land use and water saving actions, for even improving agricultural water sharing possibilities, for helping to protect watershed health and river resilience, and for creating sustainable funding for water plan implementation. And the plan even sets a measurable objective for improving Colorado's understanding of the value of water through more state and local education efforts. Each of the critical actions described in Colorado's water plan will help us to reduce the gap between a shrinking supply and the growing demand. The water plan has nine sections of critical actions. Let me just tell you about two of the ones that I care about. One is on urban water conservation. And in this conservation section, they have a goal to achieve 400,000 acre feet of conservation savings by 2050. That's a an about a 1% per year reduction in water use between now and 2050. That's the rate of water savings that we've been achieving over the past 10 years. So in some levels, that goal is saying, hey, let's keep doing the good work that we've been doing in the past to make sure we keep doing it in the future. And there's a critical action that says 75% of Coloradans will live in communities that have integrated water saving actions into their land use plans. So this is about addressing all of the new people that are coming to Colorado, all the new homes that we're building, making sure that those homes are as water efficient as they can be. helps determine solutions that are good for communities and local rivers. While the implementation of the water plan is daunting, full implementation is essential for the sustainability of Colorado's heritage. The challenge with plans is that too often, after the planning process is complete, they sit on a shelf collecting dust instead of forging progress. However, many people throughout the state of Colorado, including the CWCB and communities around the state, are working diligently to ensure that is not the fate of Colorado's water plan. Implementation of the critical actions in the first year was pretty lackluster. It was pretty slow. We didn't see a lot of direction from the state about picking or choosing one particular priority and uh, making much progress on it. I believe that's changed in the past six months. The Water Conservation Board has put out a bunch of money, $25 million, to help really start advancing all of those different critical actions in the water plan. So now we're seeing a bunch more um, activity and interest from the local level saying, hey, here's the things we want to do on conservation. Here's the things we want to do on land use. Here's the kinds of projects we want to partner with agriculture and cities together. And so I feel like we're getting some momentum now that we didn't have shortly after the plan was introduced. Drew isn't wrong in his assessment. We have made initial progress towards completing the goals set out in the water plan. Additionally, Colorado's legislature stepped up by including funding for the water plan projects in the most recent projects bill. This allows the CWCB to launch the first year of the Colorado Water Plan Grant Program. 
This grant program supports on-the-ground projects to meet the target goals and objectives that are outlined in the plan. While these steps are a start, there's still a long way to go to ensure the holistic success contained within the spirit of the Colorado Water Plan. Securing new funding to continue the implementation of Colorado's water plan is a must. We all love Colorado and we want to see it thrive. That can't happen without smart investments for healthy rivers. A limiting factor is often money. Um, Effective implementation will need a reliable and dedicated funding source. And the majority of existing funds from either the state or water utilities still supports more traditional water infrastructure like storage. So to reach the water plan's priorities and goals for stream and watershed resilience or for improvements for agriculture and municipal reuse and conservation, Colorado needs a sustainable source of funding to implement these parts of the plan that are currently underfunded and that truly do have benefits for people all across our state. To ensure a clean, safe, and reliable water supply, we need to prioritize funding the most cost-effective and realistic projects. Colorado should only invest in water projects that meet the criteria listed in the water plan to ensure they are cost-effective and good for communities, rivers, and wildlife. Additionally, we need a new source of long-term funding to make the most of existing resources and preserve Colorado's water for family and communities. Every Coloradan is connected to the rivers that crisscross our state. We all need clean, safe, reliable drinking water, rivers to play in, and smart investments in water that drive our growing economy. While you may not see the rivers that supply your clean drinking water every day, you can take action to ensure their protection and preservation. We are water users. We drink water out of a tap. And so this goal that we have in the state water plan about achieving 400,000 acre feet of conservation savings is going to take the help of people like you and me taking actions to save more water. So I think that individuals can take their own steps in helping implement the plan. So one way that the public can absolutely get engaged is you know through the basin roundtables, the nine basin roundtables across the state meet regularly, and some roundtables meet every month. So dropping into a meeting um, would be the best way to get really up to speed quickly um, about the priorities of the basin and how implementation is working forward. Regardless of whether you live in a big city or a rural community, whether you're a Colorado native or a recent transplant we all impact water use in our great state. It's up to us to ensure the places we love and the water we drink is protected. In 2015, Colorado took a big first step in how we manage our limited water resources, heritage, and way of life with the completion of Colorado's first water plan. While there is still much to do, we have a framework to help us better understand the actions needed to achieve a balance between the water we have and the water we use. I encourage you to learn more about where your water comes from and what you can do as an individual to reduce your water consumption. Let your local elected officials know just how important our rivers and drinking water is to you and that the actions promoted in the water plan will conserve our critical water resources for generations to come. is now available on both iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to stay up to date with new episodes. 
And if you find We Are Rivers educational, interesting, and inspiring, please take a moment to rate and comment. This helps others discover the series too, and we appreciate your support.